0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's time for Barreled Up by Ball Cap Sports. Here's your your host, Jim White.
1: Sometimes you can see it coming like a freight train rolling down the tracks. A contract that you know you're going to regret, but you barrel forward anyway with the hope that maybe it'll work out. Maybe that injury won't creep up. Maybe there'll be a bounce back season. Maybe he's not actually leaving his prime years. Today, we are going to be diving into the contracts that were signed this past off season that I believe are the worst. They are the worst looking contracts based on the 2023 season. We've got injuries, we've got players leaving or we're already past their prime and we've got one player that Maybe he's just not good. So let's get this started, and let's start with Jose Abreu. And the Houston Astros signed a three-year, $58.5 million deal. A three-year deal at the age of 36, so his age 36, 37, and 38 years. This is our guy that is out of his prime, leaving his prime years, and we saw the regression start last year, thought that maybe it would bounce back, he would bounce back, but that just has not been the case. You have to figure that the Houston Astros looked at some of the elements with Jose Abreu and it just did not bounce back, hoping that the power would return if the launch angle increased. And that hasn't happened. 10.4 launch angle during his last good power season in 2021, it dipped down to eight degrees in 2022. Now it's back up to 10.5 this year, but that has not mattered. He's still isn't generating the power and the barrel rate the hard hit rate the exit velocity just isn't there he's also swinging and missing striking out chasing not walking there's hardly anything to feel good about and oh by the way you have him for two more seasons next up wilson Contreras and the st louis cardinals came to an agreement on a five-year, 87 and a half, 87.5 million dollar contract with a club option for the 2028 season for his age 36 season. I, I I think it's safe to say that's not going to happen. There's still time, but this is our player that is leaving his prime years. Age 31 now, age 32 next year. I argue that the prime years are 27 to 32. And here's Wilson Contreras in his age 31 season Not playing that particularly well. That 5 for 87.5 looks like maybe it's one year too many. Maybe about 3 or 4 or 5 million dollars more. AAV too much. Because Wilson Contreras this year is chasing a lot. Therefore he's swinging and missing a lot. And because of that we're seeing a strikeout rate that is undesirable. So on top of that. Maybe the element that drives me the most crazy or or, or drives Cardinals fans the most crazy is that when we're looking at framing, when we're looking at him behind the dish, he's just not good enough. And you do not want to have a situation where Wilson Contreras, he has been the designated hitter for much of this season, but he's also caught a good amount. You don't want to get into a spot where the last three or four years of this contract, he has to be your designated hitter and you're out looking for a catcher again this offseason. That does not get the job done. Now, some of you may want to throw out there that Wilson Contreras is actually... The the stats aren't that bad. 15 home runs, so he's kind of on track to a a career norm. An OPS plus of 115, which is actually one point higher than his career OPS plus. The on-base percentage is right around the norm. So you may argue that, well, hey, Jim... Can we cool it on Wilson Contreras? I, I I disagree with you here, but I'll throw this out at you. My argument is that there are eight games that Wilson Contreras has played that has generated a lot of those numbers, and there are 105 other games that he has played on top of that. So let's take a look at this. Here it is, the eight games where we've seen a lot of that stat accumulation We got 20 for 31, a 645 average over that stretch, nine home runs. We got 15 runs, 24 RBI over eight selected games from this season. The other 105 games, we got a 225 batting average, six home runs, 32 runs, and 30 RBI combined. That that can't sit with you well. That can't. Next up, it's Andrew Benatendi and this is our guy that just might not be good anymore because it has not been good for Andrew Benintendi and we saw signs of that signed a 5 year 75 million dollar contract for the White Sox he was their splash this past offseason and it doesn't look hey, at least it was only 8 million bucks for this year but then it goes to 16 and a half for the next 3 years and then it is age 32 seasons 14 and a half guys these are His prime age years that the Chicago White Sox purchased and what he's doing right now with this five year, $75 million contract is egregious. Let's take a look at his percentile rankings, compare them year to year because his exit velocity, hard hit rate, uh, expected weighted on base average, expected slugging, barrel rate, walk rate, chase rate, outs above average. So even defensively, he's regressed this in his he's in his age 28 season. Guys, this is supposed to be. Peak years for Andrew Benatendi, and we have seen it all go backwards, which has led us to an OPS plus of 94, no power whatsoever, not getting on base at the clip that you would like to see. I'm White Sox fans. This has been a bad year for you, and it just kind of feels like Andrew Benatendi is just more aggravation. Next up, it is Carlos Rodon. Here we go, Yankees fans. It's time for you. Six years, 162 million dollars, 27 million AAV, all 30. You got you got maybe a year or two of those prime age years, and then the regression years. So Carlos Rodon, that contract now, coming off of what he did in San Francisco. That's how we got here. The guy in San Francisco is not the guy that the New York Yankees have. And part of it has been injuries. He has had a terrible start to the season, was unable to get going. Another injury at the beginning of August, set him back more. He's back out there now, but Yankee fans, this contract looks awful. And it has not just been the injuries. It's While he's been out there, the performance has been poor, and maybe that is because of the injuries impacting him. His walk rate is up his k rate is down those are two things you can't have and just how much the walk rate went from 7.3 to 12.1 we're almost talking double and the k rate went from 33.4 percent to 20 percent in his starts with the yankees this year compared to his starts with the san francisco giants last year i think we could all agree that that giants year may be his career year And Yankee fans and the Yankees organization could not expect him to continue playing at that level. But you would at least hope for 80 or 90 percent of that when he's on the mound. And they have not gotten that to this point. Carlos Rodon may have hoodwinked the New York Yankees. Next, it's Jacob deGrom. Jacob deGrom, we all saw coming. We all saw. This was that injury freight train rambling down the tracks. Five years, $185 million for Jacob deGrom. And what do we get? Six starts. We got six starts for Jacob deGrom. Now, he was great when he was out there. 267 ERA, 45 Ks in 30 innings, a 0.76 whip. So he was vintage Jacob deGrom, but he goes down, goes down hard, goes down with a second Tommy John surgery, which those second Tommy John's. Can take longer for recovery. They are more tricky to navigate through. The the recovery process, the rehab, it's all different than the first time through. And he's older. Remember the age that we're talking about here with Jacob DeGrom. He has his first year of this contract and he is 35. A 35-year-old for Tommy John is going to be interesting to see how he can come back. Big disappointment for the Texas Rangers. Now, the Texas Rangers, because of this, had to go out there and rebuild the rotation mid-season. Trading for Max Scherzer, trading for Jordan Montgomery. You're going to have a rotation next year that will also be without Jacob DeGrom. Now, Max Scherzer will be back. That was part of the trade that was worked out. Jordan Montgomery could be gone. Andrew Haney has the ability to opt out of his contract. He's been up and down, so if he does walk, I don't think that would be the worst thing in the world for you. Martin Perez has struggled. He's been moved to the bullpen, but if you have a rotation next year with Scherzer, Avaldi, Gray, Dunning, and you find your fifth guy, maybe it's lighter. Then I think if you're the Rangers, you're able to Piece it together, but it's nowhere near the plan that you had in place with Jacob Degrom. Unfortunately, going down. We want to see the best players out there, but regardless, it is looking like one of the worst contracts because of the the ability to see this coming, the foresight to see this. We all saw it. The Rangers went for it anyway. And now it's not looking so good. How many of those years will Jacob DeGrom actually pitch with the Texas Rangers? That is going to do it for this one. Those are my worst looking contracts coming out of this past offseason. Thank you guys for coming in. Ball Cap Nation, I salute you. Thank you for your support, guys. And I'll catch you next time.